Everybody, welcome back to Keeping It Real, IGN Movies Podcast. Jim, Roth, Chris Carl, <laughs> all here to t bring you the latest in genre movie news. Um, we will get into the box office at the end of this podcast. Uh, there are a lot of things we want to talk about today in a compressed period of time. So let us dive in with our reactions to the brand new trailer, Avengers Age of Ultron, our first look at Vision. Chris Carl, you go first since you're having a connection. Oh my God, dude. There was right. so many like... There's so many moments. I think we were we were hoping that this because I felt like the first one and the second one were kind of similar ish, yeah. you know. This one like really opened up the world. We saw a lot more stuff. I mean that Hulkbuster thing up the side of the building, that slow oh, yeah, shot. Yeah. Just so many like little moments there. And you know that that's not it. You know that there's yeah. something even better waiting for you inside right. that movie. So that's what I'm stoked you on. You certainly hope. You hope so. And yeah. assume. But you know, it was that way with Avengers. When we when we got Avengers, um, the trailer, it was like, this is a really cool trailer. But then you get to the movie, there's all kinds of excellent, awesome extra parts. Yeah. The Thor punch on, or, or the Hulk punch on on uh, Loki was amazing. Or the Loki ragdoll. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly that. Yeah. It's just so Pretty good. Bad. So yeah. good. And then um, uh, what was it? Hulk punching Thor. That was another. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, and then there are a lot of the things that I'm looking forward to in the movie are really the character moments, not just yeah. the holy crap action moments. Uh, obviously, love those, but one of those moments in this trailer was the Hulk, uh, I mean, the banner, Scarlet, uh, Black Widow. She's Scarlett <laughs> Johansson, but we have a Scarlet Widow. It does, it does. It right? me up, too. You know? Yeah. So, Scarlet between Scarlet them, Johansson. too. Yeah. Uh, it's those little things, the Ultron stuff, Vision. Uh, what did you think of the first look of Vision, Roth? I thought it looked amazing. Yeah. So cool. Like yeah. the little, like, shutterbug eye I thing. I love those eyes, yeah. 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 I thought he looked, I, I really, really enjoyed the trailer. I will say that I was like, oh, well, my first question to Joss Whedon would be, are you okay? Because, <laughs> I mean, but like, you're always kind of wondering if he's okay, but this one I was like, when you start to sort, and it also maybe says something about the mood that I was in watching it, but when you start to sort of agree with the Ultron, you're like, oh. <laughs> I think you yeah. need to agree with Ultron you know? yeah. in order to buy into him as a villain. Yeah. And I think... You know, people always knock Marvel for not having great villains. I feel like he could be a really good one. Yeah. The, the character moment that, you know, you might mention character moments, I thought the one between um, Tony and I think uh, Cap where he's talking about like, you, you know, he's screwed up and he needs yeah. to fix it. And it's like, uh, you, you probably shouldn't fix anything anymore. <laughs> well, that scene was the things. one that they showed when they did the, um, the Slate 3 announcement and they right. showed uh, that scene. I think it, I think it was, was it, Shown on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, was it? Yeah, I, I think know. it leaked online, but it's a great scene because it's all drama and they're chopping wood at Hawkeye's ranch mm -hmm. and um, basically it, it's the seeds of civil war right there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're having sort of the, I think they're having the philosophical debate in this movie that will lead to the event, events of civil war and they've already talked about that. I will shamelessly plug our <laughs> set visit interviews on mm -hmm. the site, which, you know, um, and there, Chris Evans talked about just that, about Ultron being having a particular ideology that you can, if you don't totally agree, you can't agree that, yes, let's wipe out the human race. Um, I mean. Uh, <laughs> I think you would, Roth. You like your death and mayhem and burn it all. I like my burn it all in, I'm, I'm like Joss Whedon where I like it in my fiction. I like, me, that's my cathartic Let me place. ask you this. I don't like it in real life. Can we replace them all with kittens? Yes. I get to choose the people and the rest of them can be kittens. Can we do that? 
You Earth's can, greatest meow meows. Yeah, like <laughs> 500 humans and the rest of them are kittens. There are islands like that. Yeah, that island in Japan, Japan where the cats took over. <laughs> I don't that know. Was it's like we went Feral from Avengers somehow. It's a cat island and I'm okay with that. Right. It's fine. You know, that's that's um, Avengers uh, 5 right there. <laughs> Avengers cat, cat Island. I would watch it. I, think um, it, I, do, I do think it looks amazing in terms yeah. of the character work as well. But there's but some cool action. so yeah. many moving parts in this. I mean, you got Strucker, you got Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, you have... Banner in, in Black Widow, you have Tony and his conscience, Tony and Cap, Vision, uh, Hawkeye will do something, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Thor, will, Thor and his stuff something. going on. I, my God, uh, there's Ulysses' claw, there's what kind of like, it sounds like, could this thing actually be kind of like just. Too much. Too? I mean, I, I'm gonna be just like wondering. two hours and forty minutes. Yeah, it's, it's long. It's yeah. Fu it's funny because we were Joshua and I were saying we just did the rewind for it, and I was saying that at the end, I was like, I said exactly that. There are so many moving parts to it, and that's not even mentioning some of the ancillary characters like that you can see on the poster are going to be in the movie. Yeah, and Peggy yeah. Carter is going to be in it. Yeah. Although I have a Falcon. very Falcon's going to be. In it. I have a very specific feeling about what Peggy Carter is going to do, though. Yeah. I think she's just going to be part of. Cap's nightmare that Scarlet Witch gives mm -hmm. him. Like, mm -hmm. I think she's gonna right. call her up for him. Yeah. Well, that'd um, be interesting, actually, yeah, if it plays out that a lot of these characters are just there to be essentially um, figments in a way. Like, I think Claw is gonna be like not that huge of a part of it. I think you're yeah. gonna see him for a little while and maybe that'll set up Black Panther stuff. Right. Um, Wakanda, same way, mm -hmm. all that stuff is gonna get set up in this movie. And we'll see, I think, way more of it actually in Civil War. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting excited for this. And yeah. you know, Civil War is not too far off either. No, if it's you, a if year you think away. About it. They're um, start filming, I believe, a little later this year, pretty I'll, soon. I'll tell you what kind of, um, I you know since it's kind of still the beginning of the year we're still doing some like planning for the whole year as we do at the beginning of every year every single time I write the write the slate of movies that goes up this year I get to the end of the year and there's the Force Awakens at the end mm -hmm. it's and then like next year there's like Civil War in there and every time I'm like kind of get like that little shiver like <laughs> I can't wait I can't wait. Star Wars is happening this year. Like yeah. Avengers Two is happening this year. I'm Which so stoked. Which one are you more excited for? I, you Star have to Wars. choose. Star Wars. Oh, that was very easy. Yeah, I mean yeah. Avengers Two. <laughs> I feel like I know what I'm going to get to some extent, and that's mm -hmm. not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But like Star Wars is such a question mark, and such it could be so glorious. Um, yeah, and yeah. we hope that it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's uh, one more Marvel thing I wouldn't mind talking about. Um, uh, in fact, we are going to talk about it. <laughs> Drew <laughs> Goddard. Drew Goddard uh, reportedly writing and directing or in negotiations to write and direct Marvel and Sony's Spider-Man reboot, you know, a shared universe Spider-Man. Um, it, uh, you know, Drew Goddard, if you guys didn't know, not only did Cabin in the Woods, he was supposed to do Sinister Six for Sony, and it sounds like, according to some rumors, maybe the Spidey reboot will see Sinister Six fighting Spidey in this, and, and that, you know, there's a rumor that Iron Man could pop up in the Spidey movie to kind of see, like, hmm, okay, you've passed the test. You can be an Avenger. Do you, should Iron Man be in Spider-Man's reboot? To, to, to further yes. pass the mantle a bit? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Be kind of interesting, right? Or, to, uh, or I guess... And further tie those... Yeah, something is going to I think it's really more for way. money, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think mean, it's like, yeah, let's hit that billion-dollar mark. Well, we yeah. assume that everything is for money, 
Um, <laughs> I mean, this entire deal is yeah. motivated by everybody's desire to make more money. Yeah. And, uh, I think Marvel has a and real my desire, desire to give them my money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Marvel has a real desire to shepherd that character forward, to, right. to shepherd yeah. Spider-Man forward. I really think they do. Um, they also have the merchandising rights for that character, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I think That's it could be. I think whatever. I love Drew Goddard, and so I think whatever the motivations are, I would trust him to handle them. Definitely. Yeah, I think. <laughs> you know, I mean, we talked about it countless times that like we think Goddard is a good person for you know Spidey any project really, but like this one I think he'll do well at. And I think I don't know. I mean, I I don't know these guys well enough to make this call, but I think he and Feige would do good work together. Yeah. Well, they did. Um, uh, you know, Goddard was already in the Marvel Studios wheelhouse. He was working on Daredevil mm -hmm. oh, until yeah. that kind of um, he had to leave that to go pursue Sinister Six. So. You know, obviously everyone's like, guys, okay, we can work with him. He's our <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, uh, one Spidey thing I want to bring up, which is something you know, a little, uh, something that you talked to this guy today, Freddie Highmore. Mm -hmm. uh, tell the folks about what he had to say about Spider-Man. So Freddie Highmore stars on Bates Motel as Norman Bates, if you don't know. And he's, he's also great. Charlie and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He's also in Finding he, Neverland. He was also in Finding yeah. Neverland. That was his first Astro kinda, Boy. Yeah. He, he's out of... He's, out <laughs> he's of, a young British he's actor. He's a young British actor who's had a nice career so far. <laughs> um, but he definitely is one of the names. Now, we don't know exactly. Like, initially, we thought in the initial press release it was going to be Peter Parker, traditional yeah. sort of Spider-Man. And then some rumors have surfaced that maybe it's... I think that initial press release is pretty telling. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think the rumors are... I'm sure all the language was going yeah. over a million times. Yeah, like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, that original press release is like, Peter Parker's going to be in it. We don't know who else is going to be in it. Right. Yeah. But... So the idea, so Freddie Highmore is a person that people have said, "Oh wow!" I, I, and those I, people I, being us. Well, but <laughs> yeah, like, a lot of other people. And a lot too. of other readers, yeah. Um, saying he he is a person that could make sense as Spider-Man. So of course, just I was, think about it. You're going to want to cast if if the Spidey movie is coming out. I think what is it, July 2017, mm -hmm. and he's going to pop up in one Marvel movie beforehand. Probably Civil War. Um, then, when it, and they want him to be a high school age kid yeah wouldn't he basically wouldn't you be looking at like a 16 17 year old actor for right now and so by the time his own movie comes around and you need him to be able to work the full day he'd be 18 yeah. But you got to believe that this is somebody who looks like they're in high school. Freddie looks like he's in high yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. You could do he, like Dylan O'Brien doesn't look like yeah. that, and he's yeah. even said uh, he's the guy from Maze Runner and Teen yeah. Wolf. He even said that you know there's more smoke than fire there. That you know nobody has contacted him professionally. Mm -hmm. about he this. he plays Norman now, who's a high school student. He looks really young. Yeah, yeah. he does. Um, and he, I think he can look like he's in high school for the next twenty years if he wants to. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Greg Miller like, at the Marvel Universe. You know, like I, so I don't think actually there there is any restriction on that. But of course, he said he would love to do it, and um, you know, he talked about the appeal of the character. And, I have a really nerdy question, and I, I don't mean to cut you off. Is this now considered MCU? Yes. Yeah. They're calling it MCU. Like yeah, he's going to be in the MCU movies. Basically, no, but I'm saying the Spider-Man standalone movies are those considered no, that's part Sony, of MCU. Right? But well, no, well, but, but, oh, but oh, it's oh, a shared but universe. But it's a shared universe. So yeah. Marvel yeah. characters can show up in Sony films. So I mean, technically, it is. It's yeah. a shared. Yeah, it's Marvel. It's now canon in terms of the MCU, but. My understanding from uh, trade reports is that basically Marvel Studios doesn't 
make any money off of right. the Sony Spidey movies, and Sony doesn't make any money off the MCU movies. But everybody That's basically, needs. but any, everyone's going to make money. <laughs> yeah, because it's not a handshake deal, by the way. It's almost <laughs> like, it reminds me kind of of baseball or something where you like you trade your you, you trade one of your players or something. Yeah, or, you get another player. Or, or, I don't know, that's, that's a bad right. analogy. Forget that. Forget that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you, you are talking about certain terms, and, 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 you know, I think what they think the reason that there's no money tra trading hands is that they think it's an even trade. They're going to get, you know, even yeah. more cachet for their characters, putting them in there. They're, they get to get their character back in, in a way. They get to and reclaim they get to control. Help, help mold it, yeah. you know, in the right way. And I think I legitimately, look, Marvel is a great business, right? They know how to make money, but I think they also do care about um, the creative output. Yeah. And I think Kevin Feige legitimately cares about these characters and right. wants to see them done the right way. Wouldn't you guys like to go see Am uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Kevin Feige? Yes! Like, just to see like, what that experience <laughs> see, like, is like. how, if he was, like, hitting I've himself. I've had some off-the-record conversations with him about a couple of non-Marvel-controlled Marvel movies, and it was interesting to watch his face react to things, you know? I mean, I think <laughs> he's... I think he is um, genuinely sort of open to different takes on Marvel characters, and I think he's open to superhero movies of all kinds being good, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, he's made comments to us about that, and I think, you know, like, nobody wants to go see a crappy movie, even if it's a DC movie. It's like, yeah. you might want to see a DC movie not do as well financially as yours, but who wants to see I a bad Wonder Woman movie? I don't think it helps their business if, if a DC film tanks. It well, I'll get to DC in a bit. I, there was one more Marvel thing I wanted to bring up, which was, uh, director James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy, said that his favorite superhero will be in Guardians 2. And, of course, people automatically thought it was a male superhero, and he took him a task for that. Because he's like, why would you think that, Internet? Why do you always think everything is about a man? Hmm. And he's like, so basically it's going to be a female superhero. I got really excited about Beta Ray Bill. But well, I, I, I basically am of the opinion, I think it's going to be Quasar. Because there's been a female Quasar and a, and, a, and a male Quasar. And I think she, because he also said in previous things that he, they want to do, um, they just want to keep Peter Quill the only mm -hmm. actual Earthling. Yeah. Mm. So, like, there are some other characters like Moondragon and, uh, oh, what's her name, Mantis, who have, uh, who are either born on Earth or have some sort of Earth tie that... Yeah. Maybe kind of negates that. Did, did it, wasn't there initial speculation that that Captain Marvel could connect with them? Yeah, yeah but he shot that But he's, he said no, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Because, again, she's an Earthling. Yeah. And he doesn't... Not just an Earthling. I don't, feel an like Earthling. He, I don't feel like he actually, like, puts up smoke screens about yeah. stuff. He's, he's, pretty, yeah. he's pretty straightforward. I, don't, I think if he says, yeah, no, that's not the right direction we're going, then it's, it's pretty not. straightforward. Yeah. Um, let's, cool. uh, let's switch it up, actually, to talk about DC, because there are some DC things. Now, uh, we didn't podcast last week. We were on the road. Um, but, uh, you know, we got our first look. You made it sound like planes, trains, and automobiles. I know. We Those did. aren't pillows, Jim. They weren't. They're not <laughs> pillows. They were not pillows. <laughs> I don't know. Although, Sorry. you could certainly fluff them up. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, well. Hey, you I mean, went there. I don't know there. if that was an invitation <laughs> or a statement know. of yeah. fact or a it's, statement of intent. I think it was, a, it was an observation it's of fact. I'll just, <laughs> observation I'll just call it so, quick. I also think it was an invitation, but for well, you. Well, speaking about fluffing pillows, Aquaman. <laughs> um, we got our first look it's at Jason Momoa as, as Aquaman. 
and well what you guys think of the the you, you actually did a conversation I believe about why we like uh, his look so Carl what do you think yeah, I love it love it love yeah. it love it you don't so miss good. the orange tunic love and the it. green pants no I love it yeah, <laughs> I love it. You know what? I'm actually really curious about Aquaman more than more than his look because I thought Momo was going to be good as Aquaman. Is the water man? There's going to be a tough. Effect. It's going to be. Yeah. A, it's going to be a tough and yeah. really, really, really expensive effect. And so, just constant, Let's just constant contextualize water. that. Just because I don't know that everybody understands how, like, as a as a um, CG effect that water is a one of the most difficult and be yeah, one of the still, most expensive. Yeah, one of the most and, expensive. And when it's done well, it's super impressive, but it's hard the to do well. The reason why those pirates movies cost uh, uh, yeah. basically a small country every time they make one. Yeah. So like, water. What if they just stick them in a pool and the whole thing it looks like Man <laughs> from Atlantis in the seventies? That's what. It's, go, if it's Momoa, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna we're yeah. gonna be so distracted by the Momoa ness. It's not even gonna matter. It's I'm gonna, gonna be, be like, really motivated to see that movie. <laughs> it's gonna be it's like, like a little Nerf shark <laughs> with a hand in front. Yeah. Look, they had to cut back. It was. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited about his look. I'm excited about that movie. You know, the the CG ness aside, we'll see that in the first trailer. I really yeah, do wonder: good. is he no, going to actually communicate with the fish? Will he get the? Better. Like, he has so many powers. He has so many powers. Yeah. He better do that with a badass army of sharks. Yeah, That's like what a, I want to like, do. Like, like riding up on a big wave. Is he going to mm. be riding a seahorse too? <laughs> what was that? Do that again. Do it again. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see him on a shark whale shark. Wave. <laughs> Don't you want to yes. see him like commanding like riding, a whale shark? Riding a whale shark. And then, and then we're writing comes, this movie right and now. Then and then, and then he and rides then it, a whale shark. It becomes land shark magically. Um, <laughs> this movie is now four hundred and eighty million dollars. <laughs> you know, um, so we've covered Aquaman. I want to throw out this, this, Boy, this, um, this news bit. Uh, Wonder Woman is going to start filming this fall, and. Um, uh, her movie comes out in 2017, I think, too. I'm drawing a blank. There's so many superhero movie dates. Even people who it's, do this stuff every day, it's tough to keep them all straight in your head. Um, but she's uh, her movie finally starts filming this fall. And um, so, yeah, we're excited about both of those. And that's a show of confidence for whatever they've been, what they've shot so far for, yeah. for yeah. Batman vs. Superman. Colin Donna Justice because <laughs> no I mean it really is because it was one of those things where it felt like previously like oh they're gonna test the waters with her and see if it's working but obviously it is yeah well I mean I think the second they announced that slate they said we're, we're doing this we're one doing, we're, 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 we're in, in. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah. things can get canceled Gal. they can get moved I, I'm so, I, I still think it's some true. of those might not actually happen I, I, I really see. do too I, I I'll I'm, I'll see about Green Lantern. The, the one yeah. that I'm actually like think has the has the most potential to sort of get canceled is the Flash because mm. I feel like the Flash, if the TV series continues to do really well, like it's I kind of feel like it's fine to have Flash in Justice League yeah. as a different character, but then you put him in a standalone movie, I think that's when it's going to seem dissonant with TV. Right. Yeah, I mean it'll be an interesting question because look, the Flash does really well for the CW as a CW show, but it's not. As if That's true. so many more people would see that movie than every single week. Yeah, it's not like you're doing a Game of Thrones movie that yeah. has totally different people from the Game of Thrones. Or Walking show. Dead, like that's yeah. a juggernaut where, where you know twenty million people some odd are tuning in each week. Or NCIS. Could we yeah. ever see a Walking <laughs> Dead movie? 
I think so. I mean, it, it, it's like... Will we ever see it? <laughs> I, think, I think we could, but it, I, I bet you probably wouldn't have any of the characters, maybe, or maybe one of them. Like, Rick will show yeah. up, uh, like, passing through or something. Yeah. It's an it's interesting thing about that series <laughs> that it's such a total juggernaut, and yet it's not like their movie careers are kind of... Yeah, it's not like Andrew that, Lincoln's really. out yeah. opening movies right now. I got the sense, though when talking to him that he is perfectly happy going and doing his stint in Atlanta, uh, Andrew Lincoln. Okay. That he loves that, and then he also loves his sort of like quiet home life back in England. You know, like he doesn't, he doesn't, it sounds like he doesn't really want a lot more than that, you know, because it's like, it's grueling for one thing. The Walking Dead cast gets kind of put through the ringer. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Think about it, you're Hot. always outdoors, you're filming in Atlanta. They're all dirty. You know? They make yeah. you dirty. And I think they want six months and off. the stuff yeah. they put on you, I've had this like a, back in the day of acting. The stuff that they put on you the to make you look greasy is so nasty. Yeah, I did a, I was actually, I played a, a cannibal zombie. <laughs> Because I ate another zombie, but uh, uh, <laughs> Cannibal Zombie and Dylan Dog Dead of Night. I did two days in New Orleans in the summer, covered in makeup, mud, fake, it's all that. It's awful. And then yeah. you went to set. And uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you, you're standing around most of the time. I have such respect, not just for the actors doing it, but the extras playing the zombies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it oh, yeah. sucks. And the crew. And you're like, oh, you get to be in this thing. Yeah. About three hours of that, you're like, I quit. I don't yeah. care. Like, I was in know, the super bad, and it shot in, I was in the background of the party scene, it shot in Chatsworth in this, August. This is the segment of the podcast that we call Humble Brag. Humble yeah. Brag, yeah. <laughs> no, it was in Chatsworth in August, so it was like 120 Nasty. degrees in this house. Ugh. And... It was like a, a house with like shag carpet and all the film equipment. It's a house in there. party scene, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, but it was like the hottest day ever. And they had this huge, I mean, huge, huge tube hooked up to air conditioners and they were blowing it in the house and you could not feel it. I, I suspect that actually most of it went to the director's tent in the back. <laughs> but because the house was like, I, everybody felt like they were on the verge of passing out. It was super, super hot in there. And it's like, you're on a set. People don't understand. You're on a set for like 16 hours. Yeah. yeah. You're, it's, not, it's not like a short day. Imagine like standing at the airport for 16 hours. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of some days what yeah. it feels to like. To do one try. And then there's the people that are really suffering are the crew. I mean, oh, yeah, nobody's they can't babying break. them. Yeah, yeah, no. no. There's no That's running true. off to AC for yeah. them. They're, <laughs> they're hauling butt all day. And those uh, guys are awesome, and they bring you your movies. They do. Um, That's why we don't pirate. This is a section. <laughs> this just turned into a GI Joe PSA. Like Flint should be walking out of a bathroom stall and say, "You know, kids, you know." Listen, soldiers. This is what it takes to make a movie. <laughs> one more, uh, one more DC thing, though. Oh, we were, that was the DC segment. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it, oh, okay. Hey, look, yep. we all, we all, we all got a little uh, humble bragging on that. Carry one. on, my way. <laughs> um, Said, believe it or not, one of the biggest things we wrote about this week was a celebrity haircut. Jared Leto yes. um, got his haircut and shaved off that nasty-looking beard of his that he's been rocking for about two years. Nasty or beautiful? I don't know. It depends on who you ask. Uh, I'm like, I've seen. He he really he. We could he, do a poll. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he cut off his hair and his beard. Uh, to play the joke, and it was all uh, captured on social media, but he didn't just do that. No. We found out today he bleached it, too, and the eyebrows. He's got his full Fight Club look back, yeah. 
But Chris, you were telling me. Yes, I mean. Explain to people why that Joker isn't <laughs> going to be bleach blonde. No. He's no Billy Idol. It's a building block to green hair. Yeah. And yeah. his hairdresser did show this neon green hair dry. So. Yeah, you don't you, you don't start you don't start from dark. When you need to put color into hair, you go blonde. Yeah. You know this? I do. You go blonde first, you bleach You're it out. You're not and really then, blonde. And then you, and then you build. Well, <laughs> I, am, I am blonde, but uh, when I was a little punk rock teenager and I dyed my hair purple, you have yeah. to bleach it out first and that's so that why, it will take the color. That's why hair gets so fried. Like, you yeah. can't do that many chemical treatments. Isn't that it. why Jennifer Lawrence ended up having to cut all her hair? She did. She just yeah. did so much damage dyeing it back and forth. It's tough. I mean, and, and uh, like, actors go through that all the time where it's like, you, like, I think eventually you just have to go short with it. Well, Denzel I mean, Washington actually was losing hair when he was doing Malcolm X because they had to dye it red yeah. oh yeah and he said it was started coming out in clumps yeah it was super damaging yeah. we were speculating that he would be possibly kind of a punk rock kind of joker that he would have that but he's also edge. got kind of like that haircut almost looks like the new joker look yeah. that of the the recent one where he's got almost it looks almost like boardwalk empire yeah. style you know what if, or um, early 90s <laughs> what, what, did, what did david Ayer say about joker? oh he, he said he's epic? going to be majestic majestic I don't think he's going to be a punk rocker. You think he's just he's going to be, be I think he's regal. Yeah. You know. He's going to look gonna I bet you he'll look like a, a decadent like King Louis or something. He looks like, he looks like in the in the shot that they showed. I was like he looks like Klaus von Bülow yeah. to me. Like that's, <laughs> he does. And he'll be Klaus von Bülow with green hair, I guess. Tell the people who Klaus von Bülow is if they don't know. The people don't know who Klaus von Bülow is. No, probably not. Re reversal of Fortune. Well, Jeremy Irons played Klaus von Bülow. Won an Oscar. Um, won an Oscar in Reversal of Fortune and coined this very famous line, which you probably do know. That's which my is, butter. Not that. No, no, you totally made me laugh. It's the stupidest <laughs> line in movie history. I have no idea what just happened here, folks. Uh, anyways, Klaus von Bülow was a guy, rich you're, socialite, you're who very, poisoned his wife. Yeah, he poisoned his and, <laughs> and, and, But he was, he ended up being, well, we should say he, he was tried twice, and oh, who gives a damn anymore? Let's like, <laughs> watch Reversal He's of Fortune. rich socialite murderer, but this is a line, and you'll No, she actually, she lingered right. in a coma. I think she only just died a few years ago. She was in a coma Great. for like 20 years. So he, she that tried to murder his wife in Reversal of Fortune. Anyway, Klaus von Bülow is the real man. Jeremy Irons played him, and in the movie, he said, Said, you're a very strange man, and you have no idea. And then he said it again in The Lion King, but that's where it came from. Reversal that's Fortune. right. Not, that's my butter. That's my butter! <laughs> <laughs> this is so gone off the rails. Um, let's, uh, moving, moving on from this, let's, uh, let's talk about that Power Rangers fan film, huh? Let's do yeah, Let's, let's do, do that. Um, where they actually do say that's my butter, don't they, no? <laughs> um, what you, what you guys think of the, the movie and, and uh, just first off, and then I want to ask something a little bit more specific about it. <laughs> so here's my specific question about that movie, which is, okay, this is, there's fan films, and then there is union producer, union actors, yeah. union director making a film even if they say it's not for profit, of copyrighted material owned by a corporation, yeah. I th to me that's not a fan film. That is your that's a, a proof of concept reel, but you shouldn't make it public. I think everything gets looped into fan film, right? It's like they it is at its base level 
a fan making a film of something. Right. So but it's not like the kids who made Troops or right, uh, that right. Raiders thing that's out there. It's like, definitely different from These that. are actual Hollywood people who've made movies, who starred movies. Or and, the intrepid man who made the live action Thundercats. Trailer, which is like oh. one of the best things I've ever okay. seen ever. There's plugging that. You know, I love that thing, and I don't care. I think <laughs> I think it's um, it's it's it, you know, it's an interesting thought because, you know, there there there's room there's room for this in parody, right? Like mm -hmm. it's a it's arguable in the law that it's fair use because yeah, I mean, it's funnier die does that yeah. kind of stuff. I was gonna bring a funnier die because I feel like that is uh, that's like a pretty close thing to what these are, except they're not released on a platform. So, you know, they'll do like a Captain Planet thing with a funny take on it. Yeah. Um, so but like, I, this I, isn't a parody though. It's protected, but, but, but it is in a different way. It is in a different way because I actually don't think that they were, proof of concept would be like the Mortal Kombat web series where that was really about like, oh, I could do this thing and maybe it would eventually be a cool movie, right? Mm. This, I think, was a comment not so much about the Power Rangers even at all, but more about, and the director even came out and talked about this, but about Hollywood's tendency to take properties and make them dark and gritty. They were like, what is the furthest extension of that that you could find if you took the Power Rangers and made it super murdery? You know, like, which but couldn't already... you just write a column about that? <laughs> Why did you make a filmed thing that yeah. is, it's self-serving. Because, self because, because honestly, the, the, that is so much more powerful of a message than a column it's true, it's sad, yeah. but true. But that is so much more illustrative of, is that a word? Illustrative? Illustrative? Illustrative. Just, illustrative. Why did I pronounce it like that? Anyway, know. of the point. <laughs> she that, thought she was British earlier. Like, she said whilst earlier, seriously. She said whilst. I like that. Whilst. Whilst. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's not how you pronounce it, but carry on. <laughs> that is so much, that is a far more powerful illustration of that point than any column would be. Okay, yeah. but why, where, does it, where does it stop though? Can I then, let's say, let's say I was a union filmmaker. Let's say Michael Bay wanted to do, what the hell, uh, 12 Years a Slave mm -hmm. thing. Oh, wow. Let's say Michael Bay wanted to do a movie about politics. Anything, like, like you know, at what point though, is it just by saying, "Well, we're not here to make money"? I mean, to me, parody—the definition of parody—is it meant to be for humor's sake, as a satirical examination of something, or well, satire is it, or, not? Or are you just trying to get away with yeah. not paying for using something? I'd say satire is not always about humor. Mm -hmm. um, something can be satirical, and you don't laugh at it necessarily. I don't like know. Most I'm, of our jokes. I'm kind of. I'm not going to say it again. Don't worry about it. It's my butter. <laughs> oh boy, the birth of a catchphrase. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Um, anyway, so um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of on the camp of like, I don't mind these so much, but like, they're expensive to do if you don't know if they're going to go anywhere. Mm. So like it might just be a trend for now and then, you know, studios start clamping down on this and say this isn't going to happen. Well, anymore. there was a it, it was a back to back cuz there's also a James Bond yeah. uh, one uh that did get yanked and uh the producer did not want to put it back up on on uh YouTube. Or right. My my guess is that <clears throat> we won't see too many more of these because they are becoming so problematic. Right. Um, I, I agree with you in the sense that of a pure fan film, the person is obviously making just because they are passionate about yeah. this property and they want to celebrate it in some way. 
Um, and then a parody is obviously typically what Funny or Die or Saturday Night Live does. Yeah. Um, this is some other zone, yeah. but I also don't really think it is a proof of concept because I don't think that is a feature film that they are trying that to really to make. make. Well, I and don't the, know. They, they are making, a, they're developing a Power Rangers movie that did say are. that they're not, but that director, maybe he's trying to say, hey, I should direct your movie. Yeah, but And I mean, they are saying the movie's going to be darker <clears throat> and grittier than the TV show was. Which is so. almost like a foregone conclusion because you yeah. couldn't go much further on the brightness <laughs> <Right>. scale. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think sometimes people are motivated like that. I really, I agree with Roth. I think the Mortal Kombat thing was like, look, we can make a really cool Mortal Kombat thing, whether it's a movie or a, a series. Yeah. Um, this one I mean, didn't the feel Deadpool like that to me. footage was like that too. Exactly. It was basically proof of concept, you know, for a project that they wanted to do, that they were, you know, up for the job, yeah. but they didn't have the job. And then, you know, you it leaked, test but it worked, yeah. yeah. Well, I, also, oh, I mean, the thing is, Marvel well, did that themselves. Yeah, they yeah. It, I mean, it's a, it, the, the Mortal Kombat thing, especially, it was done as a trailer. He did yeah. it as a trailer just on his own before yeah. the web series even existed, and that's what got the web series to exist. So I do, there, I do think there are sometimes things that are meant to be proof of concept. And even if they aren't meant to be, sometimes they are. They serve <laughs> that <laughs> way. They, yeah, exactly. they ultimately serve that purpose. But I do think that this is in another weird area, that it isn't quite any of those things. And I don't think that this is the Mortal Kombat, I mean the uh, Power Rangers movie this, that, yeah. that we're going to get. Yeah. Um, I want to uh, just throw out some news items. Um, uh, they're doing another, uh, basically, Secret of Nim movie. It's uh, based on the book of Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. Mm -hmm. and, but this one, like uh, Alvin the Chipmunks and the Smurfs, will be a, a live-action CG animated hybrid. But hopefully Way not like them. <laughs> I don't mean, hey, look, people, like I'm, I'm bringing you the good news. <laughs> I think... Um, um, <laughs> and, and, um, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Go I ahead. think uh, Secret of Nim is fine as it is. Um, Didn't they, they yeah. made a sequel, too, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I never saw the sequel. I only saw the first one. Secret of Nim is a great movie. Yeah. Secret yeah. of Nim, actually, is interesting if you watch that in, like, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I mean, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Um, it's a similar kind yeah. of thing, like animals get exposed to this thing, they kind of rise up. Yeah, it's good. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like that um, movie. I, I, it could be good, it depends on who's doing it, you know. Well, funny you say that, and you know I love my segues. Uh, the Tomb Raider reboot mm. is now set up at Warner Brothers, uh, and um, I believe MGM is involved as well. Uh, but the writer is this guy, Evan Doherty, um, and he has worked on uh, Divergent, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and I think his biggest credit probably is Snow White and the Huntsman. So he's done movies that are, are, are sort of genre movies with a female lead. Mm -hmm. But of course, the minute people hear Ninja Turtles, they're freaking out. But <laughs> what, what do you think about a Tomb Raider reboot? It's gonna be more Darker like that. It's gonna be more like the new game, and it's yeah. gonna be like her first adventure, but I don't know. How do you, how do you do? Because those first two movies made money. That game is so good, by the way. If you haven't played it, it is. But how do you how do you do a Tomb Raider movie now that I don't know? How do you what, just like what's the, the take on it? Yeah, you know? just like the game. You do it just like the game, and and I think people would latch onto that. It's a uh, you know it's basically female Indiana Jones. Um, she's got a hard edge. She's like tough and awesome, and everything about that game was great. And I think if they are following that that path. Um, that is the path to follow. So, also, you know, to your point about like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you kind of can't freak out about that. Like, 
people do all kinds of stuff on the path to their thing that like yeah. they really put their mark on. You know, just wait and see the movie. Like James Gunn did. Uh, what's the famous example of James Gunn's writing that? Oh, Scooby Doo. Yeah. Scooby Doo. Everybody always brings that up, and it's like, so what? Oh yeah, ten it's, years ago he it's was Hollywood, persona guys. non grata on the internet. You want to work in Hollywood? Yeah. You do projects. You, you know, you get hired to do something. You're going to do it and yeah. be happy that you got a job. Right. Yeah. I mean. I think that, too, there's probably so many people that have no idea, like a whole generation of people that have not seen Angelina Jolie's Tomb Raider right. movies, and, mm. and this will be a new exposure. And then there's going to be people that actually, it might even, might even be a draw to, yeah. to revisit that world. I, you know, those aren't cr the most critically acclaimed movies ever. <laughs> but they are some of the most, if, if not, I think they are the most successful video game movies. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of like following up on things uh, years later, Blade Runner 2 officially announced director Denis uh, Villeneuve, I might be getting his name wrong, but he did Prisoners and Last House on the Left and I think Enemy, right? That mm -hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal mm -hmm. thing from last year. And Harrison Ford are both you know announced as coming back. Harrison Ford coming back as Rick Deckard. Um, do we need a Blade Runner 2? I frankly don't. I, I like Blade Runner one just fine. Um, I think it's. Uh, I think a. I feel like it's a movie that's more admired than enjoyed in some ways. Mm. Um, but I, I love Blade Runner. I just. I just feel like this is going to be like another Tron legacy. It's funny mm. because I feel I understand. I think you're right, and I, I think that Blade Runner certainly in the last. 10 years or so has come under some kind of like criticism and people are like oh it's overrated and some people legitimately feel that way i it's really truly one of my favorite movies i absolutely love it it ended in such a way that it left a question mark about i mean spoiler alert i guess like 30 years later um um, whether he was a replicant or doesn't not. Doesn't it depend on which cut you've seen, though? It depends That's on one which of the frustrating sure. things about that movie. It does depend on which like cut you've seen. There's like 11 different <laughs> right. It does depend on which cut you've yeah. seen, yeah, but there's a certain cut um, yeah. that leaves that open. So, like, this movie would either definitively answer that or replicants are very different than we'd understood them to be. Yeah. You know? Or, um, or maybe he was the basis for that. Yeah. That replicant, and he's not the actual guy. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's uh, all. There, I, I feel like there's possibilities. The tone. Or, or, you could, have you seen Prisoners? Yeah. You seen Prisoners yeah. and Enemy? Yeah. 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 I think he has a cool. Yeah. Tone. I think he's a good director. I like him. You know? A lot. I just, I just feel like, I don't know why we're going back to this well. Yeah. Especially since Blade Runner has been ripped off by so many other movies. Yeah, you know, I just, I, I really do think it's just, it's a, I just think it's a mistake. And it's uh, Blade Runner is the number one uh, sci-fi movie of all time according to IGN.com in our top twenty-five list. Um, I still love watching that movie. Mm -hmm. Like if it's on TV, that's one, one of those movies where I'm like, yeah. I it doesn't feel dated it. if you the overlook the Atari and, and uh, yeah, other things. But. The effects are really, really good. They really yeah. hold up. And mm -hmm. it's the it's Sarah a testament. for practical effects. It's a testament to practical effects because they look better over time mm -hmm. than, than CG ones do. I watched some video where I saw the um, Compton uh, Jabba the Hut today and I was like, ugh. You know, like how Compton? bad that looked, and yeah. you know, like they put him over. Oh, the I, thought, I was thinking Compton, not, not like Compton, straight, out of, straight Compton. out of Compton. We'll talk about like, that later. What the hell <laughs> so, mashup whole, videos going around that I haven't whole, seen? Whole different take on Java. Straight Empire. out of Tatooine. <laughs> um, yeah, so F no. F the Empire. F the Empire. Um, no, so. Uh, Why hasn't know, someone done that? All right, go ahead. <laughs> we've got to we'll get on that after this. But um, yeah, so 
my take is like I'm kind of between you. I'm somewhere in the middle between you guys because I think I'm really intrigued by the director. I'm really intrigued by what you could do with a story of Deckard like 30 years later. Mm. But it does have that problem of a sequel that's returning far after the fact. And they're just... Haven't been many successes. I know we all know about Blade Runner, but honestly, if you're going through suburban Ohio, how many people are going to have seen Blade Runner? Well, I don't even think it's that. I think it's the eras. Suburban Ohio, let us know. (laughs) I don't even think it's that. I think it's like the generations. You know, it's like kids today. Kids today. today. (laughs) Seriously, kids today may not know Blade Runner at all, and it's like one of those things that. You really should watch. It really is like mm. it's got something not for everyone, but it's got something to sort of teach you, and it's entertaining and it's awesome. Well, that that's an interesting question. I want to ask you guys: What classic kind of let's just say sci-fi movies or, or genre movies? But do you do we kind of assume that people know that they might not, or might that we assume that they're more interested in than they are? I feel like. I feel like Blade Runner is one of those. Yeah. Metropolis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, from what, the 20s? All those, all those people who, who are now dead, just if they had just Nosferatu doesn't get enough play. <laughs> yeah. um, Speaking of Nosferatu, I watched the uh, Werner Herzog one uh, yeah. about a week or so ago. That's a weird flick, man. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's Herzog, but like, I mean, I like Klaus Kinski mm. in the makeup, but everyone's acting like he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, hey, I what's up, dude? You're like, you look like a you know. <laughs> I, I feel like people, if they gave Blade Runner a shot, would enjoy it. I mean, it was one of those things or that they we... they say, it's so slow, because well, everything now is the ADD I generation. don't know. I mean, it, we, we had this experience, right, the other day where it, the news about Blade Runner came out and that the director was attached, Blade Runner 2. Um, and for us, it was like, stop the presses, breaking. Yeah. And, like, the story on the site did okay, but number one was the Power Rangers story. Like, yeah. that was just way more I think it's a generational to, thing. To I mean, I do wonder if we've just we've just I passed the peak of, of um, um, that's not a bad idea. Um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, if we've passed the point of, like, 80s nostalgia, like, it really is about 90s now. Yeah. Like, oh, it, it is... But I feel like I feel like we've been in that '80s well so long yeah. now that it's we've burrowed down into the '90s well. And, yeah. You know, I just feel like it's more. Um, you know, I was thinking the other day the when we were growing up. I can just speak for you and I, Chris. Uh, I, um, but when we were growing up, the, you grew up with cartoons from the '30s and the '40s yeah. on TV. You, when we were growing up, cable was new. Oh, but you grew up, you watched everything that was on Westerns TV. Westerns were still on TV. Westerns, we I up. watched Bonanza and yeah. all in sorts In black of, and white, by the way. In black and white. Like, you, you, were, you watched everything that was on TV because it just did, because there was no internet, yeah. there was nothing else there to was do. There. So you watched everything. So you grew up watching cartoons from the 30s and the 40s and the, the, the 50s and 60s, you know? Yeah, and, we didn't do drugs, okay? Yeah, and then we God, had whippets, people. No, um, but you, and then you also you grew up with uh, movies that were older movies that were either brought out as revivals or they were shown on TV. Yeah, and I wonder nowadays, like, and so that's why you'd have kind of a reference point, reference uh, a point of reference for cultural references of like Barbara yeah. Seville, things like that. I don't know if nowadays, like, you're not. You don't have to watch that stuff if you don't want to. There's, so. there's yeah. so much information. There's so 
so many different avenues to get information. I, I know that my friends with know. kids, like the little two-year-olds, you know, they are, you know how little kids will drag you by the hand in to watch whatever they're watching? They're watching YouTube. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. watching weird, random people That thing is the best thing to keep stuff. your baby quiet when you're out at yeah. a restaurant. <laughs> Trust me, I've seen it. My, my, my niece, you plunk that iPhone in front yeah. of her and she's watching Dora and yeah. like she's... But my, my point is... TV, but my, my point though is that they're not watching older stuff. Yeah. We did. We yeah. saw, I mean, we saw the old Star Trek reruns, Lost in Space, everything like... Nobody, I talked to a lot of 20, they've never even heard of it because they grew up in a time when you didn't have to see that if you didn't want well, to. Well, and, and it was a curated experience and it was a shared cultural experience. Yeah. Now, you could go any different path, you know, it's like Minecraft is a great unifier for kids now, but, you know, there's probably kids off there watching like Animaniacs, but it's not many of them. Or they and, can all be in the same room watching totally different things. Well, and yeah. I think the other thing, too, is that because the Internet can connect you with people that aren't necessarily in your direct physical sphere, that if you are into some smaller sort of thing, you know, you can find the people that are also into it and feel like you're part of a community of people yeah. that are talking about that thing. I gotta you don't have to know them. i got to say, though, I had a friend of mine, uh, you know, I didn't really watch anime, and she's a huge anime maniac. Um, uh, uh, but she's she's Animaniac. really really into it, and she introduced me to some of them. And I was like, I was getting kind of into it. Uh, I was watching some of Attack on Titan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah, I know, you got to a weird place with me, but <laughs> anime always place, gets to a weird. Yeah, place. Well, oh, that's the thing weird. I've been learning. Like <laughs> it's it's yeah. That's kind of what's awesome about it, though. It gets yeah, that really is the kind of weird. thing. Like there's no, it's not that's, kid friendly. That's no, why that's no, why no. certain things that they talk about like making into a live action thing, even if you want to talk back in the day, and Flux, which is not, but it was like so not suited yeah. to be a live action movie yeah, yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, and they, Flux's concept like, is a terrible, whole, and yet there's, like, yeah. yet there are some animes I was watching, or it's not, it's just anime, there's no less of man, right, if you pluralize it. Um, <laughs> the, uh, that, um, you know, I was, I was watching one, I think it was called Berserk, Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that thing could totally work as like a, a show or a movie. I feel like that was being developed at one point. Possibly. And, yeah. yeah. Like I, I mean, I, I see don't... now. Like, like uh, Keanu always wanted to do Cowboy Bebop. I kind of yeah. get yeah. that. Cowboy Bebop is so good. So just swinging it back around for a moment, because why not? Why not? You say yay or nay on Blade Runner too. Nay. Wait and see. Okay. What do you okay. say? I can't I... get off. I Easy. say if it encourages people to watch Blade Runner, then I, I know I'm going to That's the whole reason for the project. Yeah, but <laughs> what if it doesn't encourage them? What if it actually retroactively damages it if it's a mess and they don't like it? I will state for the record, I don't think you can retroactively damage yeah. something that's a great work of art. You can... It's, it's upon the individual to, like, view art the way that they view it. So, like, if, if you can't parse out an experience, that's more about you than it is about that piece of art. Yeah, I don't think that there are any hard and fast rules to it. I, I think that Prisoners is a really interesting movie, you know, yeah, and it's, it's a like really good movie. it's it to me this guy has the right tone and the right aesthetic mm. to capture a, I mean, it's a really slow movie too though. So I'm like this is this is this a is really a... interesting experiment. <laughs> yeah. It's not like he's like this is not like a popcorn kind yeah. of Yeah, and Blade movie. Runner is a slow movie. It right? is. Yeah. It so, is. Which is why I think he actually yeah. has the right kind of tone and aesthetic for Blade Runner, but yeah. but will what, people but will be people into want it that as a result? We'll yeah. we'll find so. out. Uh, let us know in the comments if you think 
Blade Runner 2 is actually going to happen. I want to throw out uh, just a couple of quick news items before we wrap it up. Uh, they're doing a live-action Beauty and the Beast movie. It's a Disney is doing it's a remake of their own animated hit. Dan Stevens from The Guest in Downton Abbey is playing the Beast, and Luke Evans is going to be guest on. I think that's pretty great casting. <laughs> yeah. And of course, we already know Emma Watson is going to be uh, Belle. It's a good cast. Um, yeah. And then uh, Diablo Cody, of all people, is going to be rewriting the live-action Barbie movie. The Oscar winner of Juno, and she also worked on Young, young Adult. Um, and then... Uh, Which I think I is her like best movie. movie. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that one was probably my favorite. Yeah. And then we do want to acknowledge, actually, because this happened last week when we were off, that you know uh, Leonard Nimoy passed away last week. And uh, really, I mean, an amazing legacy. But... Um, and I've said in my, we, we've done our top 10 favorite movies of all time, uh, and Star Trek II is mine, and I explained in the video why it is, um, very personal reasons, but I was wondering if you guys had any particular favorite kind of Spock moments, Spock scene, episode, story, movie? For me, I mean, it is that moment at the end of Star Trek II that was like the culmination. That actually, I think that moment in that movie taught me something about being an adult when I was a kid. Um, it was taught, it told me some things about like radiation, what, what life was about, really. Like, yeah. you know, this is this is how you are a friend to people, and this is yeah. how you're you can be good to your fellow man, even if you're even if you're an outsider like he was. And so, like, his performance of that, but also just the culmination of the entire career to bring him to that point. Um, you know, what it just I really felt it. I was young when that came out, I think it was like eight or nine when that came out. We went to see it in the theater. My parents were like, oh, he's going to be scared by the all the, you know, bug in the ear stuff. And I was like, no, I came away feeling really, like, sort of inspired and happy about, like, I mean, I wasn't happy that Spock died, but I was happy did that, Did you try to like, put bugs in your ears? I didn't, yeah, but I yeah. probably at a different time. Not really <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, that, that memory. That's where the drugs came in. And yeah. I also loved him on Fringe. Well, yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say is that, for me, I mean, it's hard to beat that moment for Spock, right, because it is so earned and it, it is... I mean, everything you just said, it's the culmination. And um, But I was such a massive Fringe fan mm -hmm. so that when he came on, that added such a gravitas to that show. And I was, like, so psyched for Fringe to get yeah. him right. on the show because yeah. um, I felt like it was such a boon for them and, and it was such synergy, the sci-fi synergy of it. So for me, him as William Bell was, like... Great. So exciting. Yeah. Belly. Um, Belly. I want to acknowledge uh, um, here just some of the box office stuff because we're going to wrap it up now. But, you know, Focus was number one last weekend with just under 19 million. It's a pretty lukewarm weekend of the box office, but like it's got a lot of chins wagging in that Big Willie ain't exactly Big Willie at the box office anymore. Uh, we'll see about that. And then Chappie is expected to. What? If somebody says Big Willie. That's his nickname. <laughs> what are you, Pen? Just keep talking. I'm so sorry. Wow. It's totally bad. It's funny because it's like a penis. <laughs> uh, that is funny. So, that's funny. Well, let's swing it back to that then. I could have done that when you Don't said you that. Don't you swing it back? That's my butter. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes full circle. Captain Speaking Bassa. of Chappie, um, it's, uh, that's, that's his nickname for that. No. <laughs> no. Chappie, uh, that's expected to open number one this weekend, uh, projected at 18 million. 
I saw the movie. Um, uh, our review is up on the site. It's it's more positive than my take on the film, but uh, a lot of people really have the knives out for it. And I think next week we can talk about sort of, you know, Blomkamp and sort of like how this might affect his career. And of course, you know, he's lined up to do Alien Five, but I guess we'll we'll have to see how compromised maybe his you know his power on that one will be now. Um, and then I, I want to, and then of course, Unfinished Business opening this weekend. That's projected for fourth place. And to me, it just really does look like a movie that should have come out in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you know? that's maybe past this time, yeah. And then Best Exotic Marigold Hotel 2. Don't you judge me? It looks so charming. Oh no, I love it the first one. It looks so charming. I love the I first hear one. It, it lacks the wit and the charm of the first the one. The first one was great. Mm-hmm. But it's projected open second place with 10 million. So yeah. But think about it, Dev Patel. Two movies opening this weekend, probably both going to be number one and two at the box office. And nobody else talking about that. <laughs> Dev Patel, hope you're getting some of this week, from pal. You're going to be, be topping the be. box office. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey has passed 500 million globally. Did As you hear the recasting rumors? Yes, but it was shot down, but I somehow think it will. I end think up it's going to happen. Jamie Dornan Jamie might Dornan not be recast. back. His wife isn't happy. You know who I suggest? Scott Eastwood. You know, he wants to, he he lobbied for the role, and he just did uh, some movie that's coming out where he plays like a uh, 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 a horse uh, rider, <laughs> a horse, a rodeo rider, guy. A horse. and it's like a Nicholas Sparks crap. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, you know, tell us how you feel about Nicholas yeah. Sparks. <laughs> I can't. So I can't good. make those gestures. Um, <laughs> got Gosling on that Fifty Shades. Yeah. Oh, Sparks. he wouldn't be caught dead. I know He's he like, would, I got. But that's my point: is that they went through every possible actor in Hollywood before, and this is no before going to Northern but, Ireland. But, but before, <laughs> like, before they went to Jamie Dornan, yeah. they went to everybody else first. So David yeah. Spade's available. There, there, is, there is there is a rumor that he's going to be recast. David Spade? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan is the new Joe. Dirt. But I think they're going to have to get almost a, a total unknown. Yeah. Um, and then you know what else is really something? Uh, this weekend at the box office, American Sniper is poised to become the top-grossing movie domestically of 2014. Of 2014 releases, I know what year we're in, uh, but it is now just two, four million behind Mockingjay Part One, which is the number one movie. So it's probably gonna top that. Wow. Nobody saw that coming last year, that American snipe Sniper Katniss. taking out Katniss, taking out Guardians, already took out Captain America. American Sniper, it's a phenomenon and a top grossing movie of 2014. Clint Eastwood, 80 something years old. You still got it. You know? there you go. Amazing. Alright guys, uh, sorry we, uh, we had to cut this one short. Uh, uh, oh, Roth is raising her hand. Yes, Roth, the class wants to know what you have to say. Speaking of Clint Eastwood, here's my, my you probably already seen it, but my, then my recommendation for Oh the yes, week. our recommendations, please. Why not see Unforgiven if you haven't seen it? That's a, Why not, it's indeed. a great Clint Eastwood western. And You weren't going to say Honky Tonk Man or Pink Cadillac, <laughs> no? Honky Tonk Man, it's him and his son, but that's not my recommendation. I actually liked the movie that he followed up, Unforgiven with. Nobody liked it. A Perfect, Perfect World. World. Yeah, it's good. I, I really liked it, it with Kevin Costner. Boy, they really, they savaged mm-hmm. that one when it came out. They, the they did. And it's, it's I really it's liked it. It's not bad. It's good. Yeah. I w- check out Unforgiven and then give Perfect World a chance. Chris? High Plains Drifter. All right. All right. My uh, recommendation this week is a movie that opened up last week in, in limited release. It's called 71. And it's about uh, uh, a British soldier 
basically gets lost after a riot in, in Belfast, Northern Ireland during the Troubles in 1971 and essentially has to survive the night. And it's an intense and incredibly, actually, I found it very fair, even-handed portrayal of that hmm. whole conflict. There were no easy bad guys or good guys in that movie. And uh, so, yeah, that's my recommendation for this week is 71. All right, guys, uh, that'll do it for this week's podcast. Give us a shout-out over on iTunes. Find us at at Chris Carl on Twitter, at Roth Cornett, and uh, at Stax, S-T-A-X-I-G-N. Um, as always, give us your thoughts in, uh, at keepingitreal at IGN.com so that we don't read them on the air because <laughs> I'm always getting wrapped up before I'm that ready. That would be horrible. So uh, until next time, thanks as always for listening and watching. We'll catch you next time. 